It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Three, two, one, yeah, we ready right now. It's about time. Welcome to another episode of the Rams Up podcast. I'm your host, Tom Kortz, at Ramsbeat on Twitter. And today we're doing a crossover episode previewing the Rams Commanders here in week 15. And to do that, I am joined by DT of the Command Time with Kayla and DT podcast. How you doing, DT? I'm extremely blessed with the opportunity to come on this show with you, Tom. I've been following you for a while, but... um. Yeah, this uh, it's game week, so <laughs> let's go ahead and preview this game, man. Yeah, let's let's get let's get into this right away. So you know what, you know what we're trying to do here is 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 give a little preview to like if you could give a little preview to the Rams fans of 
of um, you know Washington's expectations coming into the season, and then maybe how those have been met in whatever ways, and and maybe not met. And then we'll talk about some of the big stories, which like uh, like we were talking about, you have plenty of big storylines. And then I'll just do a, a quick uh, little uh, summary. The same thing for the um, for the you know for the Commander fans here that'll be on you know listening to your show. So I'll go ahead and kick it off, and then uh, and then we'll let you do the same. So. You know, obviously coming off that Super Bowl was fantastic. Last year was a nightmare. Um, and so this year, it was really kind of a reset or almost a full rebuild. Uh, the the front Rams front office called it a remodel um, because they had three weight-bearing walls with, with Stafford, Donald, and Cup that they kept. And so the offense, though, actually came back pretty much in cap, sta- uh, intact, Stafford, Cup, and crew. And the defense was, although, almost a total teardown. I mean, you know, you're talking about Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, the entire starting secondary, the entire D-line except Aaron Donald, and then took on, you know, $45 million in cap hit and just kind of eat, you know, every team has to go through this at some point. And so the idea was take the, take the lumps now, let a bunch of young guys play, and then see who can play, who can, and then let's run it back next year for what might be Stafford and Cup, or sorry, sorry, Stafford and Donald's um, final season. So, um you know, in terms of uh, the season, uh, kind of started off okay, playing some tough teams well, kind of like you guys, where you're, you know, like you guys played the Eagles well, we did too, and you know, same kind of a situation. Won a couple games, lost some, lost some games, etc., and then, uh, and then just went on a little bit of a losing streak there, and then, uh, and then turned it around after our bye. Uh, Stafford got healthy and went on a three-game uh, winning streak. And then just uh, lost in a heartbreaker in overtime on a punt return, walk-off punt return in Baltimore at M&T last week, which was a tough loss. But Rams played fantastic. And so, you know, that's kind of been the goal for the year, right? It's not to make some big Super Bowl run. The goal was, you know, hey, let's get these young guys playing. And uh, and we've had plenty of stars, certainly Puka Nakua, you know, some guys on the front on the front line, Byron Young on the edge, mm-hmm. a third-round pick. And, and uh you know, some other guys. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And, uh, how about you? Tell them, tell us about your, uh, your season and, and what you guys thought you were getting into coming into it and how it's turned out. Yeah. Um, you know, um, one of the biggest things before we even talk about football was the ownership change from, you know, the last regime, Dan Snyder is no longer the owner of the Washington franchise. In comes Josh Harris, uh, a guy who has, been well-established amongst several leagues, such as the NBA and the National Hockey Association, um, owning New Jersey Devils and the 76ers. So now he owns one of the oldest franchises in the NFL, which is the Washington franchise. And, you know, that that was a big win for us as a fan base, you know, um, 20, 30 years of uh, incompetence, you know, me being one of the younger fans, you know, I kind of grew up into losing. You know, I, I never had an opportunity to watch those 90s, those 80s teams with the Joe Gibbs, the, the Doug Williams, uh, the posse, you know, the fun bus, hugs. That, that generation has kind of passed on. So we kind of been dealing with the losing. So, you know, it's, it's a bright horizon ahead for this fan base. But, you know, I hate to say it in this sense, you know, do you still have a little bit of, a slight stench, you know, no offense with Ron Rivera running the team. Um, you know, the expectations for me, I didn't really have 
uh, as much as high expectations, like 10 to 12 wins, you know, is, is really hard. I kind of had this season going like nine wins. I, I felt like, you know, with introducing the young quarterback, Sam Howell, a guy that um, has so far shown that he should not fell to the fifth round. Um, this guy has showed flashes of good and, you know, he's a very rum young player. You know, he's a young player, shows some mistakes then and where, but, is is just a lot of things that play into the factor. Um... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, so, you know, the, the defense has been the biggest disappointment, really, from the defensive line. You know, for defensive lineman drafted in the first round, you know, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, and Jonathan Allen, those guys really have failed beyond the expectations we have for them. We saw them somewhere close to near the four Niners defensive line, but, you know, they didn't live up to that. And you traded those guys away um, in the edge room, you know, uh, Montez Sweat has gone to the Bears and he's playing pretty good. And Chase Young has kind of revived that 49ers team, helping a team that should have an easy way to the Super Bowl, if I might add, or, you know, make it easy, difficult for these teams in the NFC. So I, I think, you know, this season has not gone away in terms of defensively, I expected, but offensively, I, I saw some bright spots with EB. You know, there's still some things I wish EB could do better, but he he has been the biggest part of Sam Howe's development. But overall, I just feel like this team, from drafting, free agency, and competence and coaching, uh, this team is just it's not good, and it's year four, and definitely the conversations and brewing away that Ron Rivera will definitely be gone after this season and new GM and definitely a new head coach will come in and take over a, a fairly good situation now from years past. When people had um, Washington, they did not see Washington as a good place to go to with the old regime. Now is a, a new horizon, as I stated, and now teams are going to be looking at Washington as a new place to go to. Yeah. It's like a, a rebirth of your culture and, you know, you still got to get those pieces in place and, you know, it's fair enough that they, they let, uh, they let Ron Revere and, and company, you know, see if they could make something happen and gave them a chance to be fair, but, you know, it obviously didn't happen. You guys are what four and four and nine right now, I think. Um, and so, yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think it is a house cleaning situation and, you know, magic Johnson, um, you know, uh, from, from my neck of the woods is, uh, a really good owner influence on, you know, ownership or with it, like with the Dodgers and stuff like that comes from that. So he has a lot of experience. And so, and, and obviously your, your, your new ownership group does as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like bright times ahead, you know, and, and that it all starts at the top. And so, you know, good for you guys to get that stuff figured out finally. And then I guess it would, it's going to might lead to a new stadium for you at, uh, at where the old stadium is is that is that what's in the is that kind of what's being discussed or is it a different uh is it a different uh location that like um well like they were talking about before um i i honestly think it's going to be a new location but if it was me i i really feel like this team needs to go back to dc that's 
where you know the heart of the city is that's where you know the population the the history the pageantry uh you know teams back in the day talk about how fierce it was playing the old washington teams and it was rfk stadium walking when you had the dallas cowboys philadelphia eagles the giants in town so uh, that in my opinion i feel like you know i'm I'm some nostalgic type of person. I, I want it to go back to where it's truly home. But yeah, I honestly feel like, you know, it's it's looking like more likely probably somewhere near Northern Virginia area to make it easier for, you know, because a lot of see, I'm from Virginia and I'm not really I'm not really from the DMV. I'm more like the seven five seven. We kind of separate ourselves. Don't try to ask why. But um uh, <laughs> the, a lot of the base is in Virginia and they travel mighty long way even people from North Carolina North Carolina was definitely a commanders Redskins football team counted before the Panthers came along and had their own NFL franchise so you got a lot of people you know in that mid-eastern area that has our true diehards of the Washington team and they travel a long ways to watch the game but it's all the way in Maryland and I think to me, it'll it'll make such a moving moment just to be back in the nation's capital. Yeah, that's those are some good old days. I'm kind of an OG guy, and and uh, so I yeah I remember those days with Riggins and Theismann and and the Hogs and uh, yeah, those were uh, those were uh, yeah quite the days for sure. It was a fun team to watch. So um, well, good stuff. So you guys are uh, four and nine. Rams are six and seven. We're still uh, hoping for a playoff burst. Some things have to kind of fall our way. We probably have to win these next three games um, that uh, where we're facing, obviously, you guys and then uh, New Orleans and then at the Giants. And then we have San Francisco the last game. So if we win the next three and then uh, the, there's the Giants, I'm sorry, the uh, 49ers, I said the Giants, the 49ers are probably, uh, um, you know, going to be really motivated to get that that one seed. And they're such a tough team and they really have our number. So, but if we can get three out of four, get nine wins, and then you know hope for a little laugh yeah. with the Packers or or you know the Vikings and stuff, we might be in the playoff mix. But how about you guys? Obviously, aren't looking at the playoffs at this point, and so um, you know just trying to get that offense. So let's talk about a few of the players, <laughs> though. So you mentioned the the trade of Sweat and 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 Chase Young. Um, what and yes. you you talked about Rivera, uh, Sam Howell, uh, and the ownership group. Um, that's kind of like been the story of the year for you guys and a little bit of underperforming on the win loss sheet. But um, what do you, uh, what are you looking from like in this game? Like, so, okay, the, the season's kind of uh, you're not pursuing playoffs. What is a fan base for the, with the commanders look at or look for from the team, you know, coming into LA this week? I'm going to be completely honest with you, Tom. And, I have said this way before the season even started. Come 2024, there will be a young starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders. And it'll either be Sam Howell or the way we're looking right now, since we might end up with a top three pick, we might. Um, Quarterback will definitely be in discussion for this team. Uh, New regime, new ownership, new head coaches you know, guys that didn't draft Sam Howell. But there are some people in this organization right now that have grown and have believed that Sam can be the guy. So everything 
in these last four games, all eyes on Sam Howell to see his development, to see how he's growing within the offense, growing through adversity. Uh, we already seen it. You know, he's one of the most – he is the most sacked quarterback in the league, yet he's top five in passing yards. You know, numbers might be a little bit skewed due to how bad the team has played overall, but for a fifth-round pick to do this in his first year and put up at least – three to five 30-point games, and we've been struggling to put points on the board. Um, this kid has potential. You see the arm talent. You see the mobility. You see the leadership quality, the intangibles that he has, everything that you want in a franchise quarterback. Now, the question will be, if you're going to build around him, mainly offensive line, probably add another tight end or, um, you know, hopefully if, if EB stays or you get a new offense – that's going to be a big question as well. Um, with EB going to be looking for another opportunities if the new staff comes in and cleans whole sweep. But Sam Howell is going to be the most important person that every Washington fan is going to be looking to see. Um, you know, this is kind of like uh, a Jalen Hurts situation, right? You remember when Jalen Hurts started in 2021, he put up pretty average numbers, but he, he did enough to get the team in the playoffs. Then they put everything around him to make him great. And now he's the quarterback that we're seeing today. I wonder for myself, can we see that type of transition for Sam Howell? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, definitely. Obviously everything's, you know, begins and ends with quarterback play and uh, you got to find your guy. And uh, yeah, it seems like he's done enough this year to, you know, warrant another shot at it. Uh, we'll see though, if you do, you know, Hey, you have a bad year, you know, the good news is obviously you get a, a, a high draft pick and, and if you do that and given the talent that's out there, who knows, maybe it, maybe it makes sense to take one of those guys if they're available, uh, you know, a Drake may or somebody like that. Yeah. So like I said, we're six and seven, but in this terrible NFC, uh, the bottom of the NFC, anyway, there's five teams pretty well set and then there's two spots available. And so, uh, yeah, we're still fighting for it and, and it's going to be, make it that much more exciting. I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, played really well against the uh, against the Ravens last week, with the exception of, you know, probably two areas. Gave up some massive explosives, just some just terrible blown coverages, and we really got to get that straightened out. And so, hopefully, that doesn't happen again for the Rams. And then, uh, and then also just get a little bit better pressure. I mean, obviously, they were playing a little bit of a contained game um, going up against Lamar Jackson, but uh, Howell's also very mobile, and and so. Um, hopefully they can get a little bit of pressure while also containing. So that's on the defensive side of the ball. And the offensive side of the ball was the first game that we've uh, seen where Stafford, I'm sorry, where Cup and Nakua got off in the same game. Both of them played extremely well. Looks like Cup is uh, is healthy again and back to his normal self. So that was really positive. Um, and then uh, Demarcus Robinson, who's a uh, you know came over from the uh, you know was formerly with the Chiefs, is you know, kind of moving in and taking some of those snaps away from Tutu Atwell at the number three. So he's, he's been playing well. So the receiving core is strong. Um, have a couple of our tight ends have been down and, and, uh, but, uh, um, you know, had our, some of our new guys step up. And so Davis Allen or, or again, another five foot number five pick. And then of course, Kyron Williams is, uh, you know, balling out for us as well. So everybody's pretty healthy. The offensive line's strong. And so, yeah, look for the Rams to, uh, hopefully put it to the commanders this week. I mean, it's really going to, I think the Rams are going to really show up and put up, you know, and really 
put in a good effort. Uh, I do, I do think it's going to you know be questioned whether the commanders who are you know sort of coming across the country and uh, you know not you know not playing for anything are they sometimes teams uh, you know kind of just kind of take take some downs off and stuff like that and sometimes they just fight 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 and you know they're all in at the end of the year like we're seeing like with the New York Giants this year right they're put together a little win streak rallying against their their uh, their Italian stallion uh, quarterback and it's yeah. uh so you don't know you don't know when you know teams that four win teams are going to show up or not so that's kind of what we're looking at we know that the rams are going to show up it's going to be a question whether the commanders do and um and it'll, it it kind of says a lot about the the veteran leadership of a team on whether they continue to play hard through the end of a losing season so um yeah i mean what are your thoughts you feel like they are mentally in it you feel like they have all that that veteran leadership and you know who are those veteran leaders that are going to keep this team um you know keep this team playing hard through the final four games of the season yeah um you know the met the leadership for this team has typically been you know around the two staples that's been Jonathan allen and terry mclaurin you know those two guys have been on this team one of the oldest players on the team they have been the great leaders um I think though, when it talks about the the mental state of this team overall, and I don't know if you've seen it, but um, Montez Sweat had made a couple of comments um, with the Bears talking about how you know coming from here, you know, a lot of people supposedly had checked out already on the season somewhere around week six or seven, um, and that's kind of disturbing. So I kind of wonder you know, has this kind of been the issue overall with this team for the past couple of years? So I feel like this team, they, they usually they usually come out and try to play the best ball they can, um, especially if this is going to be a 4 o'clock kickoff, I mean, on the Easter time, but on Pacific time going to be very early, different time zone. But I feel like for this team, they're going to come out and, and swing and, and play the Rams tough. I just feel like the Rams eventually are going to find a way to pull away by maybe two scores. Yeah, I was just looking at your schedule. It looks you guys started out two and zero, and then had some tough games um, against the Bills and the Eagles, and uh, close loss against the Bears, and and then beat the Falcons. So next thing you know, you're three and three, and still things are looking good, right, in that division, and. Uh, and then, oh man, every and then everything just fell off. Go one in six in the last seven with the only win against a uh, you know pretty bad Patriots team. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think that uh, sometimes one side of the ball stays mentally in it, but the other side of the ball doesn't. So if you had to guess, which side of the ball do you feel like checked out? Was it the offense, defense, or both? I would probably say the defense because that's where majority of the, the talent has been at. Um, that's the majority of the issues have honestly been at. I mean, we knew the offensive line was going to be a problem coming into the season. Um, a little bit makeshift, some a couple of unknowns, and then they're uh, putting guys in different positions, and you know the young quarterback. But for what they have done so far, it it has kind of been a big improvement for what we had last year especially quarterback play but he's just a young quarterback so i'm always expecting the ups and down when it comes to that position and that offense 
Now, the defense, that's where I think everybody has had the biggest disappointment when you have a Ron Rivera that has coached great defenses. When you had a Jack Del Rio that has at least coached good de- defenses, both of them linebackers. So the linebackers should have been solidified by now. And the talent at the defensive line and the depth that we had at corner, it just has been a mess. Um, they're not playing to these guys' strength. A lot of these guys have said the scheme has been very complicated at, to some degree, and they kind of had to play – uh, you know, zone match coverages, first half, then you're trying to switch the zone. So it's, it's really no consistency in what they're trying to do. It's, that's the main reason why Del Rio and Brent Mizemeyer has been fired. And I think the biggest, um, the last thing I'm going to say, the biggest key to the defense aggression, I'll have to say, has been the loss of Chris Harris, who was the defensive back coach. Um, very fiery guy, very energetic he was considered, you know, a potential defensive coordinator candidate to some NFL circles a while back, but he went to the Titans. He's coached up their DBs, and you can kind of see, you know, the Titans having a little bit of down year, but I can see the talent and the aggression these DBs play with within their scheme, and I think we're missing that with Washington over there with these young guys we have. Yeah, I got you. Like you said, that uh, you lose – you lose sweat and chase young, you know, two superstars on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, guys can just, just kind of feel like, ah, geez, you know, and I mean, it does open up a few slots for other guys, but on the, on the offensive side of the ball, like you said earlier, EB, for those who uh, Rams fans, who might not know who's talking about, he's talking about Eric Bieniemy, who the offensive coordinator that came over from the chiefs uh, and has done a great job over there. Um, you talked about Terry McLaurin, who's a star, and, you know, Sam Howell, young quarterback. And then you got your two-headed monster in the backfield, Robertson, Robinson and Gibson. And uh, so, yeah, I think feel like the offense is showing up. And it's just it's tough to play. Rams fans know better than anyone uh, or as well as anyone that without an offensive line, you know, it's it's life can be – offense can be real tough. And we went through that last year and fortunately put together a, a really good offensive line this year. Wow, without any really superstars. And so really fortunate for that. And they've stayed re- generally pretty healthy. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta invest in the trenches. So, well, good stuff, DT. So, uh, what do you, let's do some, uh, let's do some score predictions here. Do you think this is going to be high scoring, low scoring? What do you think? What do you got for a score in this game? If you had to, to be as honest as you could. Yeah, so like I said, I feel like, you know, the bye week is going to help this team a little bit. It's, this has been the longest bye a while. Like week 14, some in the season, like that's that's absolutely crazy. They be doing us dirty. But um, I think this bye week is going to be good for these guys. You know, they've been during the long season, get them refreshed, come back, be able to come play some ball. Um, I think the game is going to be close, man. I, I think at the first half is going to be, pretty even maybe down by 3 13 10 but ultimately i just think with trying to cover cooper cup how sean mcveigh utilizes the play action the, the pre-snap movements um matthew stafford we have a tough time um stopping top quarterback i think they're going to get in rhythm and get enough big plays on us like the whole season has been a tale of and go up two scores i got i got washington losing 31 17 31-17. Yeah, that's uh 
probably a pretty good prediction. I, I think that um, I'm going to say it's going to be pretty close. I think that the Rams will put up some points. Um, it's just going to be a matter of if that offense can, can, if that offensive line can protect Howell, if he can, he'll probably, you know, Terry can do some damage and, uh, and, you know, get those running backs moving with their, like I said, the two headed monster you got. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with a little bit closer. I'm going to say, uh, uh, 20, I'm going to say, uh, 28 to, uh, 18. I'm going to go 28 to 18, a 10 point game. So, um, yeah, so good stuff. Well, uh, any, uh, any last thoughts on the, on the rest of the season or anything that you guys are, are looking at or what, what you're hoping for? Give me your personal sentiments about, about what you're, what you would like to see for the rest of the season and then in the off season for your Washington commanders. Man, honestly, you know, uh, I just want to see the young players play the last four games, see what we have in this room, you know, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, Quan Martin, and KJ Henry, Andre Jones, those guys we drafted and invested with, Chris Rodriguez as well. Just see, you know, get some reps in, you know, to showcase what they can do for the next um, GM and head coach that will eventually come over. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have given their grace for Ron and stuff. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not going to say it up here. I think plenty of people have heard me on the timeline say what I said about Ron Rivera. But um, I think I just want to see what the young players can do, want to see what Sam can do the last four games, showcase himself in this audition. And if he is the guy, I want I want to build around him. I think this I think this guy has untapped potential. Um, it's really hard to judge him when you you're getting hit almost every play, you know. And like you said, you you witness that for yourself. And I I, I feel like everybody is so enamored with quarterback play, but everybody forgets what helps the quarterback, and that's running the football, offensive line, special teams, and having a good defense. I think Washington can be in that same realm of how they want to play. I think we have to go back and build the trenches again, retool the defense. I don't know it might be a 4-3 or 3-4, but I think that's going to be important hire as well. The head coach, the GM, and the defensive coordinator and a quarterback. Those things will be very important to me to see the future of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, that's kind of basically the <laughs> all of the leadership team, essentially. So, um, yeah, good stuff. It seems like it's uh, a little bit of an audition, and the Rams sort of set out that way this year. Let's get those young guys playing and take the cap hit, and let's get ready for next year. And they started, you know, went on a little bit of a tear here, and now the team's got a little bit of excitement for making the playoffs, and now, a lot of teams don't want to play the Rams if if they do make the playoffs. Like it's a scary team to go up against the Lions or the Cowboys or something like that in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, it's a it'd be a you know, it'll be interesting. But you know, it's good for the young kids to have that kind of a an environment to play in. It's again, there's a bunch of a bunch of young guys. I mean, I mentioned uh, Byron Young. We got Kobe Turner up front there. Donnie's having a heck of a year. Um, you got you know. Uh, couple of UDFAs playing in there, Michael Hoyt and Christian Roseboom and Darion Kendrick, second year guy, Jordan Fuller, fourth year guy, Rush Yeast, second year, Quentin Lake, a rookie, you know, it's just on and on and on with these young guys. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch when they're excelling and there really haven't been any uh, Steve Avila, I failed to mention him on our 
on our offensive line. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's fun to watch when these when these rook this you know huge uh, rookie class is you know for for the most part everybody's performing and so uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, uh, hey, thanks so much, DT, for joining me. Hopefully, this provides a little bit of a backdrop for Rams fans and Commanders fans on what to uh, kind of expect and look for where these teams are coming from you know, coming into this game and where their mentality is at and, and, and so forth and so on. So really appreciate it. And, uh, I think we're, uh, we have a plan here and see how it goes, uh, to have a little bit of a post game, whether it's on Sunday or Monday with, uh, myself and, and Kayla and yourself and hopefully my co-host Mark can join us and we can sort of, uh, do a little, uh, a little bit of a summary of that game after it happens. Oh yeah, most definitely, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, look for okay. Sounds good. Look forward to talking to you after the game. And uh with that, thanks everybody. This has been the Rams Up Podcast and the Command Time with Kaylin DT podcast. And look forward to uh catching y'all next time. All right, y'all have a great night. Got me feeling so free, free. time.